Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. As always, I'm joined by producer Dave. Sally is still out, but Dave is in the building. What up, Dave? What's up, man? How are we doing? I'm coming in a little late. I haven't seen you wear that hat before, player. It's a new hat. I went to Academy Sports and Outdoors yesterday. That's just a classic, classic Nike hat. I'm a white hat guy now. Yeah. It looks good on you. This, this podcast is not sponsored by Nike. Let's be clear. So as I mentioned, Sally is not here. We have uh, a guest host, however, and he was actually on, what was it, like three weeks ago, something like that? Yeah, it was uh, about a month ago. Klein, intern Klein. You got to fix that mic, cowboy. He's back. What's going on here? Yeah, dude. Let's get that a little closer. Hey, I'm a rookie, all right? I'm Second here. podcast. Here. We're good. Most people get I'm it back. after one. Work a mic one time for us. Hey, one, two, one, two. We're How good. you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm fresh off of a uh, trip to... Hold on. Oh, okay. We'll get right, to that. All right. He's got yeah, a glow about him. He's torqued. He's, he's excited. I get it. I just had the best weekend of my life. Yeah, I understand. Well, I second understand. best. Second best. Oh, wow. We can't wait to hear about the first. But uh, we're glad you're here. It's good to be here. It's Welcome be back. back. And we have uh, some fun questions today. Before we get into those, however, the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL, M-A-I-L. That's 888-362-6245. If you don't like the sound of your voice and prefer to write in, you can do so. There is a link. In the Twitter bio, and that's at Mailin Podcast. Uh, are you guys ready to ready to get into this? Let's get after it. So, uh, Klein, did you have what? What did you do like the last week or so? Like, like what have you been up to? You know, I've uh, I've been hanging around a couple cool golf courses, Dylan. Um, most notably, Augusta National. You went to the Masters. I was at the Masters. Wow. I was there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Now, before we talk more about this, Dave, I'm sorry that this discussion is taking place as the only member of this podcast that hasn't been. Is that I, a- had, I had my best Masters viewing experience uh, okay. this last week, so I'm, I'm perfectly fine. So it's cool if we talk about his in-person experience. It's your podcast. Bit. All right, player. I just don't want to hurt your feelings. You fucking jerk. <laughs> ah, there it is. Uh, I mean, give us like... Give us an overall like high level impression of just being there. You went there which days? I was there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So you're not you're not there for the uh, the green jacket I presentation. Was, I was not. We actually we had uh, badges for Sunday that we didn't know we had, but uh, we gave them away to a uh, to support the troops situation. Oh, so that's really cool. Yeah. Good wait, for you. wait, hold on. I need a little bit more. We were given our badges from a family friend. We were told we had Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, when we got there, Sunday was also in the package we were given. Okay. And they told us, hey, if you guys aren't staying, we always give our extra badges to a Support the Troops Foundation that gives it to, like, amputees and stuff. So they hit us with kind of a guilt trip. They were like, oh, you have your Sunday badge, but... I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt here, because I I was going to give you shit for bailing. No, we. I mean, we booked our flights, hotels, and all that with the understanding we weren't going to be there Sunday. So we got there and was like, we could stick around. And who'd you go with? A couple of buddies? I went with two buddies and my brother. Cool. Yeah. Um, you I, saw who won, right? No, I didn't. Tiger won. Oh, really? Dan, I DVR'd it. I was going to watch it today. It's his fifth Masters. Danny Willett won again. Danny Willett. Out of nowhere. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So it's, it's Thursday. You arrive at Augusta National. You enter the gates. You do walk down that long-ass that long path. And you 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 pass the pro shop. You walk out there, and it like it, it's it's all right there. It like kind of punches you in the face. What what are you feeling in that in that moment? It like people joke about like moments in your life when you can actually like hear the angels go. <laughs> like that was that moment. Yeah. You walk out and you see the one T and really the whole course because it's yeah. all on top of each other. Yeah, it was the most immaculate piece of property. On planet Earth, yeah, it really is. I, I, I describe it as like not a real place. It, yeah. it feels like you're in a fairy tale. It's everything is so perfectly perfect that it can't be real. There's there are no mistakes anywhere. I actually, this is a true story, but so we walk out there and we cross one, and we were, we had our chairs. We're gonna go set them down at 16, mm-hmm. and there's this big open area between some of the holes that is just nothing. I mean, it's just yeah. grass, and we were walking, and one of my buddies turns and says, you know. It's amazing this doesn't look more trampled or walked on. And I was like, well, that's because this part's turf. And I actually actually believed that. And I reached down and went to pull no. on it. 
and it was grass. It's not turf. It, I mean, I actually thought it was fake. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, what was your impression of the uh, the undulations of the fairways? Because number one, it, the, like people say, like the cameras don't pick it up, and it's true. Number one is straight uphill. The the fairway, it's it's intense. What, what was your impression of that? I, I couldn't believe it. You know, everyone tells you like. They try to prepare you for it mentally, but when you actually go out there and see just how hilly it is, yeah. it's it's mind blowing. the The part that really blew my mind was the green at number six, where the pin is on Sunday. There's a shelf that there was guys standing at the bottom of the green that the act like where the pin is is taller than they were. Yeah, and they're having a putt on that. Is that a par three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the one where people yeah. sit behind yep. it and they hit their shots over that, the top. That green them. is really crazy. It's wild. Intense. Yeah. Did you, uh, number 10, you're basically teeing off from the top of a mountain. It's just yep. straight downhill. And the cameras, again, don't really pick up how intense that slope is. No, it doesn't at all. And that was really eye opening when you get over there and just to see how, I mean, just dramatic the drop off is. And, it's no wonder that people like Phil have the calves they have. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Man, I'm jealous. That that's a hell of a trip. What what else? You you posted up at 16 for a little bit. That was kind of per my recommendation. I hope I hope. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, we definitely took your advice on that one. We were on the hill behind 16, so you can watch the the second shots on 15 coming on the green. Yeah. You watch the tee shots on 16. We saw three almost aces on yeah. 16. Um, Phil put one to about an inch and a half. JT got one. JT got one Sunday, Sunday so yep. we didn't see that. But right. um, that's kind of the move because you have this, the leaderboard. You can see six. You can see 15. You're on 16. You can see the tee shots on 17. I mean, it's unbelievable how close everything is. Yeah, you mentioned the scoreboard. I, I found that part pretty interesting because there's so – I mean, the Masters is super old school, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't bring your cell phones in there. Nothing. Um, and there are no digital signs anywhere. It's all like, you know, they pull the numbers down, pull the names down, and put new ones up. It's all done by hand. It's just so interesting. Like, you, you'll, you'll hear a roar, you know, from the other side of the course, which is it's all pretty close together. Right. You don't know what happened because you can't check your phone. There's no, like, you know, replay video screen anywhere. So you wait for them to take the name down or just update numbers up there. And they're like, oh, Spieth just eagled, you know, number 15. It's crazy. Yeah, it's that was really actually kind of the fun part of it. Yes, yeah. the suspense of they keep the leaders up there, and they do have as soon as they a pull, lot of those boards around the course, though, right. so you, you can check it from like pretty much from pretty much anywhere. Yeah, you kind of have a feel of what's yeah. going on. But the most fun, like for us, was I think it was Friday. Tiger wasn't on the on the leaderboard because I think he was two or three under. There was enough people at four or five. Well, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, they they take someone's name down and pull all of their scores, and you're sitting there going, "Oh no, who's you know who made a move?" And they threw Tiger's name up there, and the whole place just went nuts. Yeah, we're not even watching him play golf, and you're getting Tiger roars. Yeah, I mean, it was, and that's the other thing. You hear people cheer around the course, but you know when the big cat made a big, right, right, big right. swing or you know a big putt or something. I think in the after the Sunday his Sunday round, Dustin Johnson was getting interviewed. And he was he made a comment kind of about that. He goes, "Yeah, you can you can hear the difference between you know people cheering for me and and people cheering for Tiger. It's just so crazy, man." Yeah, and I, it's really cool just because when you're sitting at 16, after you've been there for a day or two, you you kind of have a feel for the course, and you can tell where the roars come from. Yeah, so we're sitting at 16, and we heard something in the distance. We're like, "Oh no, what did he do on 11?" Yeah, and then three minutes later another roar and it's like oh my gosh did he stick it close on 12 yeah and then you, you can hear tiger like disappointing roars too like the you can hear the excitement but you can also hear the oh right. like when he misses a short putt or something so it was uh do you spend much time at wow. aiming corner we yeah um i mean it's not the so best viewing busy. not the best viewing in the there. grandstand it's cool yeah but we spent more time in the grandstand at 13 so par five, so you're mm-hmm. seeing the shots in, and then you can see the tee shot on 14. So number 11, coming into number 11, like the green area, and then the tee shot on the, the par on three, 12, number yeah. 12, and then the tee shot on 13. Mm-hmm. You can't, you're not close to any of the action. You, you can yeah. get close to the tee box on 12 because it's, so it's right there. It's the, back there, though. I mean, it's just. Oh, the tee shot on number 13, you can't get within 250 yards of it. It's just no. way, it's, it's back in the woods, basically. Yeah. It's just 
the golfers are caddies and then a, a stationary camera back there that's all there is the one thing we did here so that's the edge of the property yeah. Austin or Austin Augusta Country Club is right behind it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they bought like forty acres back there, and they're going to push thirteen back to make it less reachable. And I mean, they're trying to tiger-proof the course fifteen years after they tiger-proof <laughs> the course. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. All right, the last thing I want to ask you about is uh, the concessions in the restroom situation. They, they have it. It's it's so methodically perfect the way they have everything set up. Uh, have people just go through the line the concession that you, you'll see a line it's like 100 people deep like oh, i don't want to wait in line for a beer but then two minutes later it's, it's gone they just keep you moving and the bathrooms oh my god <laughs> it's it's funny because you guys talked about it on circling back uh i guess monday and it's the most efficient sporting event ever yes and from the app to the concessions to the bathrooms i mean the there is someone wiping the toilet seats in the bathroom after everyone after uses after everyone it. uses it. Yes. You're getting a clean seat. Yeah. It's and and the guys are in there like chanting funny chants. It's it's hilarious. In the concession part, it's it's a permanent structure. Yeah. Like, like every tournament you go to, um they have, you know, they they bring in tents and set it up and then that tournament's over, they break it all down and move on. But no, not not there. They have I mean, it's set up for this tournament and this tournament only. Yeah, that's one of the really cool things is that you know you talk to people and they say they built this place for the tournament. They don't and for the fans know, too, and and for the fans. And that was one thing me and my buddies were talking about. You go to the WGC match play here in Austin. You go to the Waste Management in Phoenix. There are huge like grandstands with suites and and like high profile viewing areas that you have to have a badge to get into or a certain wristband that doesn't exist there. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting in our chairs, and ten feet to our left was Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then we walked by Michael Phelps, Scott Van Pelt. Like everyone is no one at this place. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's just, it's you know, the people's tournament. I mean, it's like it, unless you're the highest profile person that can get into the clubhouse, there really are no VIP areas. Right, right. Which is, it was amazing. I mean, yeah. I, I could go. We could do it two-hour podcast on the yeah we, we will get to our regularly scheduled programming here in a minute but yeah, we, we, we had to talk masters since you just went and uh you know since tiger one still kind of on everybody's mind so i did i did want to say when we were shopping you know a lot of the stuff is that's the best store in america by the way oh, it's unbelievable but a lot of people you know there's all the brand or the yeared stuff so it's 2019 masters and you guys joked about it before you don't want to buy something with a year on it and then have danny willett win yeah so while we were shopping, we were making fun of all the people buying stuff with 2019 on it. That's the hat that Dave was, has been wearing. Was yeah. It 2016 <laughs> Masters hat. So we purposefully didn't buy anything with the year on it. And then Tiger wins yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like I, all yeah. I have is a ball marker that says 2019. Yeah. That's it. Can you share how much you dropped in that store? Uh, no, it. I don't really know because I bought a bunch of stuff for friends and family. It's easy to get carried away in there. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. You, I mean, but no, nah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, we uh, we do have some questions, and uh, we should probably get to them. How many do we have here? I think Ooh. six or something. Yeah, we have six. Uh, let's get to the first one. It is a it's a voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Dorno. Uh, first off, fuck you. Second off, where would the circling back comeback from touching base place next to Tiger's comeback? Mad respect for Tiger, but uh, y'all are kind of the goat. Good day. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I agree with with this guy. Um, it's it's. It's circling back one, probably 1A, and then Tiger, Tiger 1B. Well, this is, this is he positioned this question very oddly. Circling back didn't come back. We came back. Circling back was brand new. Yeah, but he, he, he did say touching, the circling back hyphen touching base is, I believe, how he how What's he touching it. base? It's this podcast that, that uh, actually, you, you were uh, one of the co-hosts on it. Um, oh. We used to do it for a company we used to work for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some memories. Um, we actually did it for you know over like two and a half years, Dave. I'm surprised I had to remind you. Yeah. Um, it's tough to compare because one is professional golf and the other is talking into a microphone. Yeah, they're they're a little different, but they're the same. You know, um, a lot of people are talking about the circling back comeback, but and to be completely honest, the, the Tiger thing, the, the greatest comeback in sports. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't. There's not really much to compare it to because no one's ever been on top of the game and then left the game and then come back and been on top of it again in any sport. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, other than Jordan, maybe. 
mean, Jordan's retirement, but he went and played baseball. It's not like there was all the ups and downs. And that was a, a choice that he made. Right. Like, Ty- Tiger was the most dominant athlete in his sport. And then from that, he went to, is he ever going to win a single tournament again? And so now he is wearing a green jacket again. I think the only the only one that came to mind for me, and I'm kind of a homer on this, but is Peyton. You know, people thought he'd never throw a football again after also having neck surgery. Yeah. Um, and then comes back and wins a Super Bowl and retires. But still, like, that was a two-year deal. Yeah. I mean, this is, we're talking 11 years since his last major. And what was it 15 years since his last Masters win? Uh, did you see that he is now a member at Augusta National? Peyton? Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is he a good player? You ever played with him? Uh, I've never played with him. I've been around while he was playing. Um, but don't, don't you have to be able to swing the sticks to be a member out there? Like, that's part of the, what they look for? I would assume so, but they don't want by, you out some, there. by some of the looks of the guys yeah. walking around in green jackets out they don't there, want they you might not swing around out there. Out there. I don't think you got to be like a, a certain handicap. I think if you got the money, if you're a power player, you can get in there. I don't even think it's about money. Well, I know it's like a status thing for sure. Like like T Boone Pickens, he's a member there, and I don't. I think in his prime, he was probably playing like he was like an '80s player, like us or something. Yeah. So I don't think you have to be like okay single digit. Uh, we can't forget about Ben Hogan, the Hogan comeback. Because he almost died in a car wreck. Like, legit. I didn't know that. Yeah, 19... Let me look. 49. Um, you know, and he was at the top of the game back then. But it's it's just hard to compare. Like, this is... Tiger to come back from uh, multiple back surgeries uh, and all the other stuff. And, so you know, have to do that in the age of social media. Just, uh, just electric. Well, I think the really cool thing about this comeback, too, is that Tiger just beat the players that he created. So yeah. like these, like DJ, That's all these guys that are in their twenties were kids idolizing tiger that got into golf because of who he was. And so now he's actually having to compete against the competition that he himself created. Ben Hogan won the night. He, the car crash was in 49, won the U S open the next year. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's always weird to think about. Like they say that, and you, it sounds like hyperbole, and it's like, okay, yeah, he created him. But when you come up watching that guy dominate in that fashion, and have that mentality, and these, you know, people these days, the kids these days are they're taking better care of their bodies and nutrition and stuff. Like it's it's gonna create a better player eventually. I don't, I mean, not to the likes of Tiger probably, but the fact that he's, I want to see him go like head to head with Brooks or DJ. We almost had both of them at the same time, which we said yesterday on, on circling back. Like, we do want to see that. Yesterday was not the or Sunday was not the time for it, but at some point that would be tight to see. We definitely want to see it now. Like now that yeah. the, the major the comeback's over, now it's like all right, let's see these dudes battle. It's wild how everyone wants to see this guy win again. I mean, out there, even even the players when they're when they're not in contention anymore, they just become Tiger fans. Like I just want to see what he can do. It's crazy. Yeah, Alan Shipnuck had a good article. Uh, he and it was just about the player reaction in the locker room. Yeah, talked to like Spieth, you know, JT Stenson, all those guys, Charlie Hoffman. Dude, a lot of these guys grew up watching Tiger play. Like Spieth, I mean, he was a kid when Tiger was tearing through the PGA Tour, and there's all huge fans of this guy. It's fun. It's really fun for them. If they're not going to win the tournament, they want him to win it. Plus, like, I know Ricky and JT, they live in the same area. So they're boys. They play rounds together. They probably gamble together. Just, I, I bet, I bet, like, they're like, okay, you got your one. Now it's like, all right, we, we got to start winning these. Like, I would love to see him go up against, like, JT or Speed. We had Rory. We had Tiger versus Rory. Um, and, and, you know, Tiger blew him out. So at the yeah. match play. Now that I think about it, I think this is actually the second greatest comeback in sports history. Second, behind second only to one jimmy morris of the tampa bay rays stop okay this is hyper niche he had, a, he had a cup of coffee in the bigs calm down a cool story you guys though. don't like the movie the rookie i was in that movie you know that were you really yeah i didn't know that yeah dude that's like that's, I've, a, that's a top 10 sports I'm movie sorry, for me. are you kidding for me personally i love that movie i've tweeted a, a frame like where i'm in it that's actually that's awesome. Yeah, I walked right by the camera too. It's I'm like right there. It's cool. Um, our it was my senior year of high school actually. This dates me, I understand. But uh, they they needed extras for the tryout scene. Yeah, which was filmed in Temple, I want to say. And they home invi- of the owls. Yes, home of the owls, and they invited us to uh, 
to go just be extras in the in that tryout scene. It was cool, but um, because we were amateurs, I mean, we couldn't you accept money or get any like residuals. Yeah, and so it was all just donated to. I don't want to fucking know. Did you guys get some New Jerseys or something? No, no, they didn't, they didn't give a shit. I mean, we they they pay you like eight bucks an hour. It's not like a bunch of money, but <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah. wait, you don't. You mean Temple, Texas? Yeah, I was gonna say, is Temple, Texas, also the Owls? No, okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Temple, so you Texas. flew to Philly. That to makes a lot more Wildcats, sense. I believe. Yeah, the Wildcats. Good stuff. I believe they're saying is uh, don't do anything to embarrass yourself, your family, or the Temple Wildcats. Man, that's so that's old school Texas yeah. football. Yeah, it I is. like that a lot. You know what else I like a lot? I like wellness brands for men. Let's talk about hymns. You got some time, Dylan? To talk about hymns. I would love to talk about hymns for a little bit, Dave. We got a problem here. So 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. That's tough. It's very tough. You saw Tiger dealing with it. He admitted it. He's like, hey, golf's hard. I'm losing my hair. He probably didn't know about hymns. Probably did not. The thing is, though, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than it is to replace the hair you've lost. Some of us are living proof. I'm not going to say who. (laughs) So is that hairline slowly creeping back? You got the bald spots. Do something about it. Stop it before it starts. Go to fourhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. Check it out. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims, what they're going to do is they're going to connect you with a real doctor, medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. No waiting rooms. You don't want to deal with that. You don't want to get awkward with the girl at the front desk. You or do the this doctor. all from home. It's fantastic. Do it from your couch. Sleep, you don't have to leave your couch, and they ship it right to your door. Forhims.com slash mail in. Go to forhims.com slash mail in. If you order now, our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5. That's forhims.com slash mail in. Check it out. Stop it before it starts. Preemptive strikes. That's what I always say. You do always say that. Thanks, hey, Dave. You want me to read a question? Yeah, you let's, get, a back question to, let's get back to it. Quick question, y'all. Dylan and Will both have podcasts they host, but when is Dave getting his own podcast? I have a fever. And the only prescription is more Dave. I have that same fever. To be fair, I, I, let me just say that this. That fever is spreading, too. I did not I did not choose this question. No, no, your boy chose this question because I, I kind of have the same question. I mean, we need more Dave. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what, what you would, what kind of pod you would want to get off the ground or or bring other people in on. I don't know, Dave. What what do you think? Do we need more Dave? Do you want more Dave? It's hard to say. It It's hard. I'm thinking we need a Texas high school football podcast with Dave. Man. Well, that would be a really fun podcast. I would have a lot of fun with that. I don't know how many people it's going to appeal to. I don't know. We're in Texas. People are nuts for their high school football. The thing about the internet and podcasts is they're available everywhere, not just in Texas. Yeah, you know well, what I'm saying? All right. Hey, I don't work in this business, all right? I'm just the idea guy. Not yet. <laughs> Here's the Give deal. time. <laughs> I have thought about this. Um, the stuff I really like to talk about, we kind of already talk about it. Whether it's here, it's usually on Circling Back, our other podcast. So for me to take something from that and to make it my own thing, it would almost be counterproductive to what we're trying to do. But that doesn't mean it's not going to happen at some point. I think right now, I'll pull back the curtain. We're trying to, I mean, what, we're in, what, month three or four of this this experiment, this project? Yep. And it's going well. And I think we're finally, we're at a point where we're hitting our stride on all cylinders. Hitting our stride on all cylinders. That's the old saying, right? So <laughs> I, I think I'm going to really start seriously thinking about it. I don't know if it would be just me, but I, I think that um, you might see the combat sports minute. Yeah, gonna... at some point we need to introduce... Uh, a sports pod and i don't know if that's it's gonna happen i don't know if that's bringing on a, a, an already established third party pod uh or one of us hosting it with a couple outsiders I, I don't know what that's gonna look like at some point though a sports pod has to happen yeah no and to it be will be a well-rounded you know give a well-rounded offering of content for for everybody yeah i think people generally enjoy our our sports takes and if someone came up to me and said, hey, Dylan, who do you think would be a good host slash co-host of a sports podcast? I would say, we got to talk to Dave. It's just, it would just be me shoehorning in Dirk anecdotes and just crying. <laughs> Could just be an obscure sports podcast. See, I like that too. Just, you know, golf, the 
your, your combat golf sport, combat badminton maybe get into like motocross or something formula something one wild. maybe Ooh. formula one's tight uh, yeah that's what i'm hearing i don't hearing, understand man. the allure oh it's cool never man. got it i've need, never i've also never been that, to one you I need to watch that sexy. documentary yeah i do it, it'll give you a, a new appreciation hey, for it i meant I'm to have mention a lot this. of free time here in the next couple months so <laughs> i will probably take care of that i meant to mention this when you were talking about augusta national but has anybody compared it to like chick-fil-a because it sounds like the chick-fil-a of golf tournaments just the most efficient thing on the planet. <laughs> I think that gives Chick-fil-A too much credit. Really? Yeah. Because you ever, you know, you pull up in that Chick-fil-A line about 6 p.m. and it's like 40 cars deep. They got the, they got double lines going and you're like, well, I'm going to be chilling here for 30 minutes. Next thing nah. you know, there's a dude at your car. You're giving him the order. You're sliding him the card and you're out of there. Yeah. I mean, it's a fair comparison. I just, I, I, it either gives Chick-fil-A too much credit or it doesn't do Augusta enough justice. Can I ask you this? What food did you get? What's your favorite item? Oh yeah. That's a good question. Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to start with my hot take. It feels free while you're there because everything is so expensive, like getting there and staying there. And then you can get a sandwich for a buck 50. Yeah. No, I mean, and that was kind of the cool thing was you can grab, you know, a soda or a beer, a sandwich, chips, cookie, and walk up. And they're like, all right, that's 75 cents. And you're like, okay, what the <laughs> hell? I left my quarters at home. They have, they have. Uh, speaking of Chick-fil-A and the Masters, they have, did you try one of their chicken, their breakfast sandwiches, the chicken oh, sandwich? I thought like half the stuff was Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Real good. it's really good. Um, but as far as like the essentials, you know, I didn't, I don't like egg salad. So I didn't have an egg salad sandwich. What about pimento cheese? This is my hot take leaving the Masters. I thought the pimento cheese sandwiches were absolute trash. Oh, I totally disagree with you. Dude, you're loco. But no like, one's I don't that li- take. Like, I don't like a cold cheese sandwich. Like That's just a weird concept for me. Okay, can you appreciate a pimento cheese sandwich? Like, have you had one that you enjoy, or you just don't like them in general? I just don't think I really like them in general. Okay, that's, so it's uh, not like a that's fair shot then. at the Masters. That's why I didn't like want to come out with that as just like some hot take, because I don't really enjoy them in the first place. But I did try them, because you have to. Yeah. Uh, the Georgia Peach... Ice cream cookie Ooh, sandwich never is had, the greatest thing I've ever put in my I've mouth. I've never had one of those. I didn't, what? I, I, yeah. You, I mean, you wasted your trip. Uh, wow. So you really didn't they even go. They ran out. Really? On Friday. Did you get a barbecue sandwich? About 14 of them. Yeah, they're decent too. Chopped beef? Oh, it was, Chopped it beef. was delicious. Chopped beef, yeah. <laughs> hey, where do you eat it? Is it a walk and eat situation or yeah. do they have like little picnic tables? They have little tables, but it's, it's a walk and eat for, for the most part. Yeah. Okay. And the picnic you, tables were cool because, like, that's kind of where you started talking to people. Yeah. You kind of share one as you're standing there before you want to walk, and, and that's kind of where it's like, oh, where are you from? You know, like, yeah. everyone's just so happy. Like, no yeah. one's in a bad mood. Yeah. So, uh, we, we can get off Master's Talk. But, now, speaking uh, of shoehorning, I was going to shoehorn Master's Talk into every single one of these questions. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the next one. It is a voicemail. What's going on, Dill Baby? Dave? Quick question. I'm not trying to sound like a, you know, a D-bag or anything, but there's this girl. Met her at my job. We got, you know, connection. I can feel it. We vibe. She's awesome. Ten. Personality, ten. Everything, ten. But I might sound like a douche. She's a horse girl. We all know what the horse girl is. The one obsessed with their horse calls them, you know, by their names and really, really, you know, in love with them kind of creepy should i let that you know you know hinder my decision i don't know it's hard to say all right one love you ever encountered the horse girl dylan um i have i i don't know any like true horse girls no I, I know girls who are into horses but not like horse like the you know the stereotypical horse girl this question reminds me of a game that my my buddy travis you know i think you know travis I think I've, I've probably talked about, about this before on Circling Back. He likes to play a game called She's a Perfect Ten, But. And he say, you know, like the scenario, she's a perfect ten, but she only eats, you know, mayonnaise sandwiches for every meal. Like something just super weird like that. And you have to like, man, is that a deal breaker or not? And uh, so Horse Girl, um, I'll let you guys answer this. But for me, no, it's, they're not all weird. I get to know her. Y'all just like write her off because she's into horses. That's stupid. I guess I'm such white trash that I never really knew any horse girls growing up. You know, there's not a lot of not a lot of horse girls running around the suburbs of Dallas, right? Or at least where I'm from. So everything I know is exclusively through like the blog game. So like I feel like this came up on PGP back uh, in the day in another life. And I think the the person to answer this question might be Will. Unfortunately, he's not here because I feel like he's 
that's kind of his scene where he would be hanging out with or he grew up around horse girls. Really? I don't know. In it's, Michigan? it's very bougie and like it's yeah. super white. I don't know. Yeah, it it, it is. Yeah, it's a privileged uh, activity. Like, don't the don't the girls who ride them aren't they wearing like blazers and like the white pants and the little and they yeah the hat thing oh, like they have a French braid you know yeah, like, you know okay just, equestrian is its own equestrian animal now it is you say Will's the perfect person to answer this I dated a horse girl what did not even know this when I chose a question back in college uh, yeah and great chick normal like I have a buddy who I, married she, a horse girl I mean, and she's great that was her sport yeah like she was. You know, I, I understand what this guy's talking about. Like, is it, a it sport, could be though? overpowering. What is that a sport though? I mean, they're athletes. I mean, they're like the horses. The, the horses are, but so like I, ever all the horse girls I've ever okay. met, like they are, they train very very hard. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm that in between that and a jockey, I don't know. What are some of the personality characteristics of a horse quote unquote quote horse girl? Like, well, I, I think what, Buck what Cherry makes them wrote weird. A, Buck Cherry well, wrote funny, a song like, about them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get that joke. I don't, I don't get oh, okay. it. Okay, we need Will here for that joke. Crazy bitch. Oh, okay. I didn't oh. know if you were just making it. They're that crazy. Easy. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's the whole thing. Like, and that's not even fair. It's, I, I don't know what where it comes from. Klein, just shed some light. I mean, I, <laughs> expose somebody. Well, it's, it's funny. Like you guys said, you know, you expect it to be like bougie. I think it's one or the other. They're either really bougie or really country. You okay. Know what I mean, yeah. Um, like. The girl that I dated, she was very country, like, but she was from just in the outskirts of Houston. Uh, but I don't, I like, like from a I would have never boots. thought that horse girl was kind of a stereotype. Like that doesn't, that's that, Dude, that I, was new to I me. I feel like it's like a, a thing of the last five years. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Really, the same number. Yeah, I would have uh, never have thought though, that they were country, like from their down home roots to their cowboy boots. I just, it's not something that I would have like. Or what Jason what are you Dean? doing over here? Are you, that's doing, just, are you doing a will? No. Yes. Yeah. Country yeah. Will. We got country will on the mic all, all of a sudden. Uh, I I just if she's a ten, I mean, get, get to know her. Why would you at least take shot. a chance dude, yeah, to get to just know find her? Out, dude, you'll figure it out real quick. Touch if she's the a, hot stove. Yeah, you'll figure it out fast. If she's weird or not. Ninety-eight percent of chicks that are in the horse game come from money. A pretty good situation. Come from money is what. There you're you saying. go. Like. Nothing wrong with a little change in the pocket, Dave. I would say Knock that her up. the horse game might be the most affluent, you know, sports part of the sports world there is. Have you ever been to a polo match before? No, but it is nothing but mommies. Yeah, that that's a scene that, that I don't right? I don't know if I'll I'm sure it's, it's quite a spectacle, but I mean have you ever seen pictures of the Kentucky Derby? Oh, that's true. That's is that a polo game though? I mean, I'm just saying it's the same crowd. It's the same demographic. It's the same it, it, so, it sounds bougie as hell as well. You have to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire to be in, like, truly in the horse game. You have to be kind of a dickhead to go to a polo match. A little bit. It's a big deal in Denver in the uh, spring and summer. Yeah. I've never been to one, though. <laughs> yeah, you probably no are. Desire. You're probably a dickhead. You're probably you're a dickhead. That. Like, think about it, man. Wearing a bow tie and your seer sucker. Guy. Like you go there just to flex, just compare wealth with with everyone else who's there, right? Pretty much, yeah. like, looks like the Hamptons in the summer. Yeah. Did you ever go to the polo on the prairie, the thing in Midland? No. I feel like one of our, uh, I think he's actually one of your your PBs, your pledge bros. Wobble. Yeah, I think he was always in, he was either involved with it or it well, sounded like it wasn't. Let me just say this: it wasn't your grandma's polo match. This sounded like it was a lot more fun because it's in fucking West Texas. Hell yeah. Yeah. And if Wobble's there, it's a good time. I can promise yeah. you that. Oh, for sure. A lot of the kids I went to high school with used to hang out at the Houston Polo Club. And that's like in the heart of Memorial, like ritzy part of town. I don't even know where to find a polo match. Yeah. It's without, you know, getting on the Google machine. I don't know. After this get discussion, I'm saying this dude like should be running towards her. Not no. Her yeah. Else. Look, you got to take her out a couple of times and figure out if she's weird or not. And then go from there. If he's a, a 10 personality, a 10 looks, whatever the hell he said, dude, what are you, what are you doing? You don't, you, don't, you don't need to ask us this question. Just go for it. I think it's just like trying to date a girl that's like a, a committed athlete or, you know, it's just you, you're going to have to accept the fact that you're probably not the most important thing to them right away. Plus, let me, let me just share this, and this is just my opinion, but if I, th- horse girl, I kind of think like maybe a little uh, wild in the sack a little bit. That's uh, just, that's part uh, of the stereotype. Just kind of throw that out there. That's all I'm saying. 
Maybe, maybe find out. Sorry, Mom. Hey, Dorn. After how many dates is it okay to bring a new girl on a double or triple date? I'm 27, and both my roommates have serious girlfriends and always want to grab dinner together. At what point is the priority not just getting to know each other, but also seeing how she interacts with my friends as well? Yeah, this is like step two in the is she a keeper process. I think you do it like uh, like four or five dates in maybe. If, if your friends are putting a, a, dinner, a dinner outing together, which we do all the time, like, hey, you want to come with? See how she mixes it up with the squad? Four or five dates in. Because if, if it goes well, uh, you know, you're going to, she's going to be keeper status, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, whether it's four dates, six dates, whatever it is, like, it's when you reach that point yourself that, hey, like, I'm serious about this chick. Yeah. Because you want to see how she interacts with your friends before you make that decision. Yeah. Because if, if it doesn't work out, like, like with your friends and their girlfriends and stuff, and it's not a good match... I mean, that's a bad sign. Yeah. They might come away from the dinner saying like, oh, man, this chick's great. You need to lock it down. Yeah. Or saying like, yo, I don't know why you don't see it, but this chick's Looney Tunes. She sucks. Get Run. You know, get a third, a neutral perspective from your boys who are going to shoot you straight if they're good friends. It's just an all-around win-win situation, I think. Yep. Four, four, five, six, seven dates in, whatever. Uh, but when you're ready to like, okay, yeah, she might be sticking around for a while, then it's time. My opinion. I think the group dinner thing is a is a really good intro. Group dinner is the perfect setting. What if she's a ten, like the the previous scenario? Like she's personality's great, everything, but you're at a group dinner and she asks for a, a breakdown. She wants to do a line item. <laughs> she, she doesn't just throw a card down. She's and then she's like, wait, wait, wait. Actually, I only had two beers. Not three. That's a deal breaker. Okay. Because if that's the first time you're just she's hanging around with your friends. Oh my god. If if it's the point where like she's comfortable around everyone and it's like four or five months in, it's a little it's still messed up, but it's a little different than just firing off, you know, initially with that. Wait, why would she be worried about it? You should be paying for her in the first place. Oh, okay. Chivalry dead. Wow. I mean, what if she's uh, independent? I mean, yeah. you, sh- you should be paying for her. Well, if you bring her to with your friends to dinner, you, like it should be understood. Like, hey, I got you. She's got her own house. She's got her own car. All right. What if she's a perfect ten, but she she uh, drinks milk when you take her out to dinner? That's all she drinks. Whole milk or two percent? Whole milk. I'm a skim. Milk Is she an boy, athlete? So. No, she just loves milk. Doesn't drink alcohol. Just milk. What if it's a white like Russian? If, so there's milk in it. No. If she's at the bar and just everybody's pounding, just throwing them back and she's, she's just pounding milk, oak, oak Farms. That might be a deal breaker. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's a, like, why don't you order something else? It's frustrating. That is I don't a, know if there's a human on earth that's doing that, but... Like we're trying to have fun. But I don't like, think I can get past that. Like, that's a wet blanket situation. Like, we're trying to have fun. Stop drinking milk at the... Like, we're, we're, we all have margaritas. What are you doing? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just, God. It's a fun game, right? That might be like the number one deal breaker of all time. Oh, what happened with, with you and Sarah? I thought it was going so well. Well, <laughs> she wouldn't stop drinking milk when we went out to dinner. It was it got really weird. Plus, milk makes you like kind of phlegmy. <laughs> and like it kind of gives you like dry, bad breath. She, like, doesn't even, she doesn't even wash it down with water at the end. She's just straight milk. You know, like so some she looks chicks, like She looks like fucking powder. She's like, just pale as shit. Imagine pairing milk with enchiladas at mass. Like it's not, that's not going <laughs> to... That's just gross. You know, some chicks bring like their own Tabasco sauce or hot sauce. Yeah. But if she just has a pocket sized Hershey's thing, so she makes her own chocolate milk at restaurants. No, dude, imagine if you pissed her off at dinner and instead of throwing her wine in your face, she just throws a glass of milk oh. in your face. That would, oh, that sucks. You're just covered in milk. Oh, like, Jesus. You better clean that fast. It's going to start to smell too. It's so much worse than in red wine because oh, it's milk. Oh my gosh, we've fun railed. It's a fun game, man. I'm telling you. Speaking of, <laughs> hey, speaking of milk, other than your absolute best friends, who could you ask to bring you red wine at 4 p.m. or milk at 9 p.m., breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Is, po- is it Postmates? It is. I was going to say Postmates. It's Postmates. Uh, look, you, you know what it is. It's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery service all year round. True store. I used them twice over the weekend while I was watching the Masters. No yeah. one's done that before, but I yeah, did. Yeah, you don't see that usually. Download the app for iOS or Android. It's free. Browse local restaurants and businesses. Track your delivery. I love tracking it. 
nothing better. It's usually efficient. It's very dope. 24 hours a day, 365. Postmates will bring you whatever you want within the hour. Uh, man, this offer it. is ridiculous. This office is tight. Tell them about the offer. Here's the offer. It's a little, it's a little crazy, but they're doing it. It's real. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. A Benji? A C note. A C note. To calm down. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use code MAILIN. That's M-A-I-L-I-N. That's code MAILIN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with code MAILIN. Boom. Love it. As Will would say, bada bing, bada boom. Does he say that? He does, and I hate it. When I he, hate when he, he says that. Yeah. I didn't even notice I hate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. It is a voicemail. Dylan, Sally, Dave, what's up? 23 years old, about a year out of college, and I make about 100000 a year, and I have zero student loans. I went to a military academy. And all of my friends are going to law school and working minimum wage jobs on the side, a.k.a. they're almost broke. And we go out to the bars. I always offer to buy a lot of rounds because I know I have more money than them. Am I being a dick by doing this? Or is it, like, a nice thing to do? And also, for, like, concerts and other events like that, I've offered to buy, like, half a ticket of, like, $100, $120 tickets. I mean, this isn't because I'm trying to, like, show off. I want to do fun shit and hang out with them. Am I kind of being a pompous dick for doing a lot of these things? Because... This is coming from someone that doesn't like having all the shit paid for. So, uh, thank you all. Uh, first of all, I applaud you for having enough self-awareness to at least pose the question. Um, but yeah, you're being a dick. Right? Y'all disagree with me? It's it's a, it's If a, he's doing it routinely, yeah. If you're doing it routinely, sure. Like, And if you're like clearly flexing on your friends. It's one thing to just like casually get the first round and then maybe the last round. But <laughs> if they know what you're doing... And if you're telling them, it's like, hey, I know you guys don't make as much as I do, but so I got these these shots. Like, yeah, no, just like grab Drink, beers, drinks at the bar. That's that's an acceptable place, right? Dinner, yeah, it gets a little weird. The concert ticket oh, thing—that's where it gets real. You absolutely weird. cannot do dinner. Yeah, like unless these guys are like straight up, man. Like, dude, do you mind helping me out? But dude, yeah. I got, I'm worried about your financial future, man. You're you're too altruistic. You're get, this is not how you get rich, sir. You gotta max out that 401k first. Yeah, man. Now I will say, Dave so Ramsey would be pissed about this if he's a year out of college and most of his friends are still in college and they don't make any money. I can understand the dilemma here because you still want to hang out with your friends. You want to, like you said, go to concerts, do fun stuff, and you know if if we're talking about a, a country concert where the ticket's forty bucks and you're like. And one of your buddies is like, hey, man, I'm low this week. It's like, well, dude, I, here's 20 bucks. Like, I got right. you. Let's go hang out. That's one thing. Yeah. But I don't know. It just... It, be reactive if you're going to do this and not proactive. Yes. Wait for them to be like, nah, I, I, I want to go out and get drinks tonight. Like, I've got to save some money. Get the like, man, I'll get your first round. Let's just go get a beer. Or you get yeah. the Uber. Like, you get the, the ride share. Like, yeah. little things like that you can do. But It sounds like this guy's doing it routinely. You got to make sure because you don't want to breed a culture of people taking advantage of you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, true. let's go out, dude. He'll probably buy all the drinks. Like, you don't want to be yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, that's not a good look. Then it's just, it's just, it ruins it for everybody. Yeah, and then you're like, are they only hanging out with me because I buy them drinks and concert tickets? Oh, that's, yeah. In high school, did you ever have the, the kid whose, like, parents had a ton of money and, like, you hung out with and just because you knew, like, he was going to, you know, spend his dad's money? Yeah. Yeah. I always felt like, I, yeah, you go through that and you're they like, always had the dopest video games, too. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was it you? Were you that kid? No, no, no that was, was not me. You Didn't you drive all a... your friends out to ACC? Just yeah, you know. in the Corvette. <laughs> that, that was uh, that was college and after. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good question though. It is a good question, and and like I said, you deserve some credit for at least having the self awareness to ask if you're being a dick. Uh, but tone it down, man. No one likes a, a show off when it comes to money. No, no one does. Yeah, I, I think the only people that can like really get away with doing this are like your friends that that's a pro athlete making millions of dollars a year. That, that that's called like, an entourage, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like like you, I mean, you have to be making a ton of money to be floating your friends like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't put yourself in that position. Look Offer at, to buy beers every once in a while, you know, that's great, but don't. I mean, it's not worth it. Hey, look at Vince Young, cautionary tale. He took all his boys to. 
uh, cheesecake factory and, and blew all of his millions. It makes what? a lot of sense. It's you didn't very, hear this story? No, I don't know anything about that. I love you say oh Vince Young. Vince Young. Oh, they said Vince Carter. Do the menu. Have you ever no, seen no, their no. menu? I love Vince Carter. They have huh? something for everybody on their menu. <laughs> the menu is three inches thick. Yeah, it's it, absurd. What if like so his friends are all out? They're like, dude, where's where's uh, John? And he's like over there. He's got a stack of cash next to his ear. He's like, oh, I'm taking a call. He's on the money phone. Like, don't be that guy. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, don't be that guy. I mean, nothing, nothing is more frustrating. Well, that's not true. There are things more frustrating. But overwhelming for me is a menu that has too many good options on it. I, get, I just get flustered. We, that was what we experienced when we went to BJ's last year. Oh, B- BJ's, BJ's is similar. in the same vein. I mean, like, they got a lot of good stuff, but trim the fat. BJ's is Cheesecake yeah. Factory with TVs. That's essentially and, and what bazookies. it is. And, and beers. And what's and the bomb, other thing? And bomb beers. Pazookies. Yeah. The, but, the ice cream on the... But if you, have, if you have a menu that's three inches thick, like I just assume you're not doing everything really well on the menu. Right. No, right? That's, that's a wide net. It's very shallow. Yeah. Agreed. Like, give, give me five bomb-ass menu items, and I'll pick from it, and I'll be very happy. You know a place is really good and really dope when it's a small, like, rundown place, and you walk in, and they're like, hey, yeah, we make cheeseburgers, and we have bags of chips. You know those burgers are going to be great. You know the food's going to hit when you walk in in the like the display board, the, like all the menu items. It's I don't even know what the, the boards are called, but they're the white ones with the red mm-hmm. letters that you stick up yep. there, like old school barbecue. Oh, that's like a that's like, like that. a sub shop, like an Italian yeah. uh, sub shop, or like a just like a grease a greasy spoon. What do they call a grease greasy spoon? Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You go just get a burger or a grilled cheese sandwich. It just hits. You know it's going to be good. Yeah. There was this burger place in Colorado that my dad we grew up. <laughs> going to with my dad in Sedalia, Colorado. It's about 45 minutes south of Denver. And it's called Bud's Bar. And they serve hamburger, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, double hamburger, and they have bags of Lay's and beer. Yeah. That's it. And I bet it's really good. It's unbelievable. You ever been to the Hofbrau here in Austin? Is that the one on 6th? Yeah. No, I have not, but... They have... Uh, they serve steak. That's really it? Steak and salad. It comes with a side salad. It's like Babes in Dallas. They've kind of expanded a little bit. Yeah, they're doing. They do smoked chicken now too. Or, oh, see, yeah. Dude, I walk into Babes. I want the the salad with the dressing. You don't really know what it is. You want the cream corn, and then you want all the fried chicken that your body can handle. People in DFW know about Babes. Babes will make its way down here at some point, but it's like the number one meal that'll make you feel like absolute death because it's just it's impossible to not eat like forty chicken strips. Yep. Nope, you're absolutely right. The sweet tea there is to die for. You want to do one more? Yeah, one more. Dylan, first time, long time. Is it wrong of me not to pay for someone else's order in the drive-thru if the person in front of me paid for mine? This had only happened to me a few times ever, and then recently has happened to me twice in the last two weeks. First time I figured I would pay it forward, but then... (laughs) But then I ended up paying double what my meal would have cost. (laughs) So the times someone has paid for my order recently, I've just said thanks and gone on about my way. (laughs) Am I trash for not paying it forward? Yeah, it's weird how it ended up costing you double because you paid for your meal and the person behind (laughs) you. It's crazy. It's it's weird. Uh, Okay, I I included this question because I didn't know people actually did this. It's happened to me once in my life. It's never happened to me in my life. Um, I did Um. It's just it's just a weird concept to me. Why does it only happen in a drive-through and nowhere else? Because you don't have to interact with that person. Mm-hmm. You can just do it and be, oh, it, be it gone. It makes it extra selfless. Yeah. Okay. And the, like the awkwardness of being like, yes, it was me. Yep. Yep. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm the angel. hero who paid for your burger and fries. I hope you enjoy this meal that will give you a heart attack. Yeah. Um, Ooh, what if you're a Chick Fil A? Chill out, man. All right. You know, I'm just saying. I, I've actually done this for someone. I did this did in like. Did you start it or did it I come start, to you? I started it. I was just, I was just, it was in high school. I was in one of those moods and I was like listening to a song I liked. And I looked in, I think it was probably like a cute girl behind me or something. Dunkin' yeah. Whataburger, shout out Camp Wisdom. And, uh, you know, I did it and I got out of there. And you know what? What was the fucking point? Like, yeah, I probably you know, made her day, saved her like five bucks, but it's not like I got her number or anything. I drove off. Like, what, a good, ca- what a coward move. good karma. I mean, he asks if he's trash for not paying it forward, but it, it has to end at some point. Yeah. There's an end point to it. I, yeah. I mean, when, when you get, like, when it gets to somebody who's, like, down on their luck. So I'll go like, and say legit it, broke boy. I don't think this is that bad to just accept the free meal and move on with your life. 
Unless you're the guy who just the left the voicemail. People behind you aren't going to know any better. Is it trash to be like, hey, what does the people behind me cost? Yeah, right? Hey, what do they order before, they before order? I pay for it? Like, oh, they just got fries and a Frosty. Like, well, okay, in fairness to this up. dude, he said it cost double, but he wasn't paying for his own meal. That was the point. It was oh, his that's true. Paid people for, behind him like, so he's like, all right, well, then I'll get the people behind me. But it ended up being like a whole family's worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just got to go into it assuming it's two to three people. You got you got to think about like, okay, what's my cutoff? If it's for two people, all right, three, that's where you're kind of drawing the line, right? Like you're not paying for the whole family. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm taking a free meal and I'm, I'm moving on with my life. The thing, the only person you're going to have to deal with is the person at the drive-thru. But are they are they going to guilt shame you for they it? They don't fucking They'd care. They'd be like, dude, really? You're not going to pick this up is this? A, this is a, a curb moment. This is Larry yeah. David. <laughs> this is a curb I moment. I think if it, like, first time it happens to you... You just take the blessing and you move on. If it happens again, like relatively soon, like, okay, now it's my turn. I'm going to start to get annoyed if it happens multiple times to me. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. Let's just all pay for our own food and move something on. Something I have Everyone's done, still paying for something. If I'm in a gas station and there's somebody struggling with their card and it's just like holding up the line and I'm next, I will just, I will be like, look, just put it on mine. Up to like five bucks. Right, right. I've done that. I've done that more than, more often than I, it's kind of. I don't know. I think most people, because I, I get just irritated. I'm tired of standing there and I'm in line. I'm just like, let's just fucking go. And I'm not money bags over here, but it's just, you know, it's like four or five bucks. Let's just, let's get on with it. Yeah. Go on, sir. The paid for thing is cool, but uh, it's it's kind of end at some point. I don't know. I just think it's a weird move. It like, is a weird it's, move. It's almost like, like, what'd you do wrong today that you feel like you feel like you need yeah. to like rectify it? Like what? Like. Yeah, no, and no what if just thinking about that? And what if the people behind you that you got a family of eight and they're just <laughs> I'm saying, and they're all you know, you're a KFC and they ordered two buckets. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, you're sticking me here. You're like, it's, you're a subway, and it turns out they're getting like the party sub that's like 15 feet long. <laughs> you can't do it at Subway because then they're standing right next to you. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I got like, Fuck, do like, like you, Chipotle. Like, like, are you, sir, are you sure yeah, you got wanna, his too? Are you sure you want to do this? He got a party sub. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be sixty five dollars. Like, oh no, I meant the guy behind oh. that guy. Oh, oh, how big is the party? <laughs> Sir, this sandwich is eight feet long. Are you sure you want to do this? God. Oh my gosh! <laughs> or it's like the the Chick Fil A like fifty nugget tray. Yeah, this this guy's actually <laughs> catering an event this afternoon. Oh. <laughs> He's just getting this for it's it's casual like Friday, a, and they do like a, they cater luncheon. This is actually sir, for, you're, uh, this you're is bill- actually for the Google office. There's eleven buckets of sweet tea. Yeah, oh. sir, your bill is eleven hundred dollars. How would you like to pay for this? Oh God! Now the Masters is the place to do this because then you're only spending like nine bucks. There you go. Mm-hmm. Let me bring that full circle for you guys. No one who's at the Masters needs a pay it forward. Yeah, true. I'm just saying, if you're going to do it somewhere, you know you're not going to get bent over with an eight foot sub. Hey, did uh, freezing? Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's a weird thought. That came wow. out really. Whoa. Hey, did Fitzpatrick have a beard? Is did he... Fitzpatrick have a beard? Is he still doing the beard bit? Oh my gosh! Of course. Okay. Hey, he actually, not Matthew he... Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was a spectator. He had to have been with his brother because he was with a guy with him. Who looked pretty much just like him, same beard and everything. So Maybe it was, like it was they a were... stunt double. Oh, hey, it could be. Hey, yeah, Dave, good call. You used to work at Subway. How do they bake those? <laughs> how do they bake those those long ass buns? They put it through like a conveyor belt oven. <laughs> yeah, it's like a <laughs> man. I can't. I don't think I've ever had to make one. But have you seen them being made? I don't really remember ever being involved in that. Because those Dude, standard... they just make like a bunch of regular subs and cut the ends off and make one. Bit, you know, they don't just stitch it together, together, Klein. They don't. It's all one solid piece of bread. It's like the There's hum- no way. It's like the human I'm centipede. Telling you, they cut it up. You never had a party sub? Yeah, it's cut up. Dude, I've seen a whole ass party sub. No, you haven't. A bull fucking shit, I haven't. Dude, it's definitely cut no, up they, into no, chunks. No, no, no. They used to do the really long one. I th- really? I, think I, it's, I really think they did. You know like the toaster things? You put it in the conveyor belt and it goes to, to toast a sandwich? Yeah. I think it's a similar situation to that. But it has to get crazy hot. All our bread was in this giant, like not giant. Yeah, maybe, you can't cut all... bread that way. You're talking about like at pot bellies and they put it in there and it just yeah. kind of like rolls around. I'm not saying use that exact device. I'm saying something like that, a similar idea, process. But like... When you get to what? the bottom of this. Actually, it's kind of fun just it being a mystery too. Did you guys ever watch Man vs. Food? Yeah. Dude, I, one, used to love that show. Great show. But there was the episodes and the, they would make like the massive pizzas. He always, they'd, he always like, made me custom feel build the ovens that were like six feet wide and deep. And they had to bring the thing out. And, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't have just like a big ass, long ass oven for no. party subs? No. I they f- call it the party oven? No, they did not have a party oven. That's crazy, man. Now I, now I can't get 
scene from Uncle Buck out of my head when he's got the huge pancakes on there for his birthday. I don't think I've ever seen There was that. a time when uh, the guys who closed the shop the night before didn't make the bread. So when the, uh, <laughs> the managers got in, there was no bread. So they couldn't like make subs for like the first five hours. Of yeah, we're out of bread. Sorry, we're at close today. Yeah, no, that really happened. They lost a lot of money. It was, for me, it was it was very funny because I was like sixteen and I didn't give a fuck. Right, and I was just a, a scoundrel. They just spent all night making scoundrel making party party buns. We had, dude, you know what we would do? Like, we would, dude, you got you forgot to make the twelve the twelve inch ones that everyone orders, but we have for some reason we have twenty eight foot buns here. Like, what did y'all do all night? We just partied. <laughs> well, they were like we're ready for a party. But like, how many eight foot buns can you just have on hand? Like, wouldn't, is it going to go bad? Do you think they special order them? Klein, I have no idea. You have maybe, to special maybe they order. special order them. Yeah, you can't just make an eight foot Asiago. There's a, there's a company out there. Like there's six just, dudes on like this really long table just rolling out the dough. Some company out there just has just specializes in long buns. <laughs> <laughs> they, they ship them out. This is one of life's great mysteries. <laughs> Nobody parties parties harder than those guys. Like any, people are going to DM us and, and oh give gosh. us the answer, but I kind of don't want the answer. I just want to... Was it in the office when he orders an 8-foot sub? And they're like, yeah, we don't make those, so we brought you eight one-foot subs. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael's just distraught. Well, guys, that's it. Client, did you have fun? I had a blast. Good. Dave, what's your fun level at? I need the bonus question. Do you have a bonus question for us, Klein? Ooh. Um, yeah. Okay. Dave, who's your pick to uh, win the Stanley Cup this year? Wow. Well, despite the fact that they're down two games to one. Mm, hate to see it. It's okay. They played very well last night. They just weren't converting. I think you're going to see the little Dallas Stars hoisting the cup down Victory Avenue. That was the most homer pick of all time. I'm gonna go with the you golden. Fucking ask the question, I answer. I'm gonna okay? go with the Golden Knights on this one. They didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, they somehow did. They're not still. Make. They're still gonna get the Stanley. Hey, Cup, say though. Tampa Bay. But my eight seed Avalanche are up two one on the Calgary Frames right now. Wow, no one saw that coming. I genuinely dis, dis I'm just disgusted by the Colorado Avalanche. Why? Just longtime Stars rivals. Yeah, that's that's an old rivalry that like, yeah. really doesn't matter anymore. They die hard though, but, buddy. They oh, die very hard. I Claude really, Lemieux, I really hope Claude we Lemieux. see you guys in the playoffs. Oh, I would because if, if that happens, I'm going to kick your ass. They're both in the West. <laughs> oh, he's right? going to fight you, dog. Yeah, love that. Did you see Ovechkin knock that dude out? Oh my gosh, that no. was unbelievable. Oh, you might want to look that one up after the pod. With a check or with his fists? Fists. Nice. I mean, Cold. you don't see these kind of knockouts. Wow. He was he's out a, before he hit the ice. He's a bad man. He's a big dude. He's he killed did, someone before, right? Like. <laughs> I think he's had people killed on his behalf, if okay. I had to guess. That's, just, that's just as fun. Yeah. Okay, other bonus question, because Dylan didn't really get to answer that one. Okay. Actually, you guys already asked it on Circling Back. Does Tiger catch Jack? Yeah. He does. Does he win another major in 2019? No. no. He's won a bet page black before. Mm, also, Pebble. Maybe. Wait, where's the, where's the open at this year? The old course? No. Mm-mm. Is it Carnoustie? I think it might be Carnoustie. I, I was going like to see last year. I think you're right. I can never really keep up. Well, I can keep up because I have Google. Could you imagine if he went Masters Open at the old course in the same year? Be pretty sick, man. Oh, uh, that would be absurd. That'd be sweet. If he catches Jack after all this time off, man, he's gonna catch him. It's gonna happen. I think he catches him. Three more majors is it's not an easy feat, even for Tiger. No, it's not. But think of how competitive he's been in the last year. I mean, he's right there with him now. Like and and I think I think that win from a mental standpoint is gonna put him back in like domination like mentality. Like, he's back to being Tiger. Yeah. It was just compete. He led the field in uh, Greens and Regulation. You see that? Yeah, he, he dialed he was, in with his irons. He was dead last in putts inside at 10 feet and first in putts outside 10 feet. You don't see that. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Thursday, Friday, he missed eight putts inside 10 feet. Tiger should have won the tournament by six strokes. Damn. So Royal Portrush. Portrush? Oh, yeah, Portrush. Royal Portrush. Yeah. Northern Ireland. That's my Portrush. favorite course over there. Portrush. I don't like saying that. That's not a fun one. I'm going to just call it RP. Is that Rory's home <laughs> course? I don't know. Are you making a prediction? No, he's just from Northern Ireland, so I assume there's like three courses up there. 
It looks very nice. You'd be shocked to know on these photos, it looks very, very nice. I still laugh every time I think of the meme that goes around Twitter and Instagram that it's a Yelp review for Augusta, and it just says, what a dump. (laughs) (laughs) It gets me every time. Oh, man, people can be funny. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. And don't forget the hotline number, 888-362-6245. All topics, as always, are on the table. Klein, thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. You know, if you guys want to, you can catch me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah. What's your handle? Plug yourself, dog. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Okay, yeah, I will. It's uh, it's at Klein Kubiak. That's spelled uh, just like Calvin does. So. And Kubiak's with a K. There are two yeah. Ks. There's a you lot of lot. people who don't so understand many Ks, the Calvin man. reference. Yeah. But. My middle name's Ashton. Chill so out with all the Ks. Don't worry. Wait, your middle name's Ashton? Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because K and K, my first and last name. Kek? A lot of people ask that question. <laughs> Is it really Kek? Kek. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the cack on this guy. Oh, gosh. All right, we should leave now. Let's get out of here. We'll see you next week.